1: Welcome to Higher Ground with
2: Chris Warren. Yes, welcome to Higher Ground. Great to have your company. Uh, we'll be here until midnight, me, Chris Warren, and uh, that fella over there, uh, the mad Russian. He'll be uh, pushing those uh, panels and also interacting with uh, me, and uh, we'd like you to interact with us as well. The open line number, if you'd like to call in, is 1-300-01-1170. one 1170 The only rule is is if you've had uh, more than half a dozen sherbets, uh, you should choose to text through instead. And the text line is 0457 736 736. Lots for us to look forward to. Of course, two sleeps until Origin 1 in Townsville. We're going to go back and look at some of the uh, the great Origin moments over the years, over the decades. There have been so many, haven't there? Um, and I was looking at a few of them just earlier. Uh, some old vision, Paul Gallon, Nate Miles, or... Didn't Paul uh, give Nate a, a bit of a dust up there and then you've got the cattle dog call. remember Tommy's cattle dog call that scrum erupted when Tommy was coach and Andrew Johns uh, he hit the deck and had 27 stitches uh, at half time in his mouth. Brett Finch field goal. Uh, We've had the Sean Timmons field goal. The Cooper Cronk field goal to win all those matches. There have been so many moments over the years. Uh, The stare down. Do you remember that one? Wally Lewis and Mark Geyer. Benny Elias. Do you remember his mum was there when uh, Benny's head was uh, was just claret pouring everywhere? So many moments to talk through. And we'll go through a few of them a bit later in the show. I'm going to track down a couple of my old teammates. I was listening to the the, the station earlier today and I heard Brian Fletcher uh, talk about one of his old New South Wales roommates during Origin and it was Robbie Kearns, which prompted me and I actually played a bit with Kearns over in Perth. Good fella, good mate. I thought I'd get him on the line. We're going to chat to him later on because uh, when you talk New South Wales bonding sessions, Robbie Kearns' name always comes up. Do you remember? The team coached by Wayne Pearce. Went on a bonding session, they decided to go and ride some wild Brumbies. Well, Kearnsy fell off, knocked himself out, broke his collarbone and was rubbed out of the series. Going to track Robbie down just to see uh, and get his thoughts on a whole range of issues too around rugby league. And what will this year's uh, series be like? Will it it be missing any of its vigour? And let's be honest, State of Origin, it's the jewel of the crown. It's been built on blood, sweat and cheers, hasn't it? Will we see how it still see that sort of passion and that sort of, well, let's be honest, brutality that Origin has been known for, uh, given the latest head crackdown? Chat to Robbie a bit later on. Uh, Jason Taylor, who I play with out there at Western Suburbs Magpies in the early 90s, he went on to do some great things in the game. And I remained a plotter, but we are still good mates. And uh, I'm going to chat to JT. He's these days coach of the North Sydney Bears in the New South Wales Cup. And they had a good win yesterday at North Sydney Oval. Uh, but more so, uh, a really good turnout for what was Legends Day. A heap of old Bears players turned up at uh, North Sydney Oval. And I'm going to chat to Jason Taylor about that as well. We'll be taking the three, two and one for our equivalent of the Dally M Awards it's bigger than the Dally M's, I keep telling you that. It's the Rocketman Awards and Elton John will present the uh, the trophy at the end of the season. We have to give out three, two and one just to three players over the weekend. And yes, there were only four games. I'd like you to weigh in on that. Who are the three, two and one uh, for the Rocketman this week? 0457 736 736 is that text line. So I'd love you to send through your nominations for the Rocketman Points for this week. Lots for us to get through. We're here until midnight, so let's get uh, let's get ready to rumble. Again, love you to get involved with the program Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. <laughs> It's time for the weekend wrap of round 13. Only eight teams involved, but plenty of action and points as well. It started on Thursday night at Cogra, where the Dragons dealt out more punishment to the poor old Brisbane Broncos. The opportunity here for the Dragons, it's a good opportunity. It's Billy Arme. he's wow. bounced around
3: and he's got across the try line. He puts St George Illawarra in front. A big floating pass to Ravalawa. Is he going to try and bulldoze oh, his way over? Of course he is. Of course he is. Who's chasing it oh, down? Oh, oh My God. Dufty! Oh, oh, oh. Dufty's chased it down! He's beaten everyone there! Oh
2: like a thief in the night at Cogra, he'll get a try. Oh. Now Ben Hunt, he decides to run. He puts the head down, he puts the foot down, he puts the ball down. And Ben Hunt goes over. That makes it a clean sweep for the entire back line. ...to get on the scoreboard. Nine tries to the Dragons, including two from Matt Dufty... ...more than enough to secure the points for the Red V. On Friday night, the Panthers were missing a stack of players... ...to origin duty as they travelled to Leichhardt... ...to take on the West Tigers. I can feel it, Brett Finch. We're about to get the first points of the game. They're two metres out to the try line. Here's Little. Long pass to the left. Brooks, he finds M Embi- Embai oh! goes out are Back to Laurie and the former Panther... He slides over at the southern end, you just felt it was coming and Laurie Don't feel sorry. Scores a try at the southern end. He faves, goes back to the right-hand side. Edwards puts the kick through and it's picked up. Here goes Little. And Little, he's under the
0: halfway line. They're chasing. He can't go all the way, can he? Burton's starting to come. It's Little versus Burton. And Little, can you believe it? Little goes all
2: the way. He goes all the way and scores a try. The West Tigers 10. Jacob Little with one of the tries of the season. Running 90 metres just before the break to put the home side up 10 They hung on to claim their fifth win of the season, handing the Panthers their first loss of 2021. On Saturday, the Storm took on the Titans at their home away from home, the Sunshine Coast.
0: Here is McIntyre for Campbell, who moves so beautifully across the turf. They kept it going from Herbert to Marsu, who scores on boo who just blitz them. He's got remus smith in support hines is there as well it's smith that he finds and melbourne have hit back about three meters out smith there oh. love to score here he got it down it looks good and chris butler says yes booth is out there cooper johns for hughes for Hines. Oh. what a lovely pass jennings for the corner he'll win the race as well the four points but watch this again Nico Hines.
2: Next man up continues to be the catch cry for Bellamy Storm. Loyero scoring in his hometown with Hines and Brandon Smith starring in the absence of the Storm's Origin Stars. The round wrapped up on Sunday as the Knights hosted the Eels.
3: Oh Marnie wants to go down a short side. Here's Madison just crashing over. Oh way too soft there from Newcastle. Madison gets the first try of the afternoon. Moses
4: found Gutherson. He goes out the back to Wonga Blake. Wonga Blake tried to pass, stopped, had to get away from one. Does that lovely little one-arm offload? Now Gutherson looking for the winger. Micah Seve won't low. stop him.
3: There was one in front of him. It was Brody Jones. He's a big body, but he ain't big enough to stop Micah.
2: He gets across. Third try for the Parramatta Eels. Last tackle down a short side. Wrong to Micah Sebo won't stop him. Got good contact on him. Stafford Toa needed three Stafford Toas. Parramatta completing a 40-4 route with two more tries to Micah Sevo, And that is the Weekend Wrap. Yeah, plenty of action over the weekend. Uh, only the four games, but uh, still some some good contests as well. Uh, not so yesterday, and uh, I didn't think that was ever going to be a good contest, to be honest with you. I know it was Newcastle Old Boys Day, and they often uh, get up for the game. But uh, Parramatta, you know, three and... Could you ever see them losing three in a row, Parramatta? Uh, dusted up last weekend. Who was that by? South Sydney, wasn't it? The week before that, beaten by Manly. Um, they were always going to win, in my opinion, yesterday. Because you know what? I've made the decision when tipping. If Pong is not playing for Newcastle, then I do not tip Newcastle. Going forward, and I know he wasn't playing a couple of weekends ago against Manly when they beat Manly. But that's how I formulate my tipping these days. And I haven't been going too well. Uh, But uh, they're in a bit of trouble, Newcastle Knights, aren't they? bit of trouble indeed. Great to have your company. We're here until midnight. Me and the Mad Rusky over there. Um, He's just downed a a can of Red Bull. Uh, He just necked it because he needs to get up, up and about. He's uh, a little bit down. We'll have to pick him up and maybe you can help me do that by Give us the phone call. one one 1170 is the open line number. Or if you'd like to send a text, 0457-736-736. What about those Queenslanders? Every time, a couple of days out from game one, injuries, mystery virus. And now it turns out, uh, Dane Gagai, um, apparently he's had his tonsils out when he was six years of age, so can't have tonsillitis. I mean, what's going on?
3: Someone's going to climb out of there. Deathbed, too. Well, they have
2: before. <laughs> they have before. No, I I am just there where I don't know if he said a tonsils out or not. I heard that. Uh, I think it was Sats saying the same sort of thing. Uh, basically, his teammates have said, no, he's lying. He hasn't got tonsillitis at all. He's fine. Um, but, 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 I reckon, I still reckon, and I said this a week ago, they still have genuine concerns, in my opinion, on the, well, not so much injury front, but how a couple of their main men will handle the conditions given they haven't played for so long. And you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Cameron Munster, who only a day or yesterday, in fact, said he's about 90%. And you know what? Cameron Munster at 90% is probably good enough for for most teams to say, yeah, come on in. But at this level, I just don't know that you can be at 90%. Uh, you could get found out. Uh, he hasn't played for a month or so. Mm. And a foot injury, the foot injury he's had, although he says the medical staff have done really good things and he's up and about and he's running and he's going through all the ball work, I just don't know. And I've said this to you before, I've actually had that injury, but, but even a lot worse, the Liz Frank I- injury, and uh, it can be really de- debilitating. But anyway, I could be proved wrong. He could come out and just weave his magic like he has done over the last couple of years, Cam Munster. But I just have a concern over him. And then, obviously, Harry Grant is in the same boat. Not a foot, hamstring. But he hasn't played for four or five weeks. And that's fair enough. you come back to NRL, if you've been out for a month or so, and you'll generally get eased back in and you might play you know, 50, 60 minutes or whatever. I think they're going to ask Harry Grant to play the full 80. Um, unless Ben Hunt gets dragged into the team or or AJ Brimson might fill in at dummy half, I don't know. But again, and you might say, oh, come on, Chris, four weeks out of the game isn't too much. I tell you what, it is. It doesn't take that long to lose match fitness. And I know they got all the high-tech stuff that they do around the game now and keeping themselves in shape. But I would have a, a real concern at this level, I mean. Um, Harry Grant, you now he's going to push out the 80 minutes if he can. Um, but other than that, they look very strong in the forwards. I was looking again at our team today, New South Wales. Daniel Sofiti, really the only, you know, out-and-out out prop starting mm. in the starting pack. Um, you've got Jake up there up front at 10. And really, then it's, man, he's he's a 13, but there's uh, Cam Murray, Isaiah Yeo. Um, all back rowers, really. So if Queensland adopt that power game that we they have done and, and, and are renowned for doing that power game through the middle, just hard go forward, hard go forward, bigger pack than us as well, that could be um, that could be their, their their advantage. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. He, I, I think I think Freddie might start with Payne Haas myself, but I'm not on the inner sanctum. I haven't even. Chatted to to Freddie. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But it's a great time of the year, isn't it? Uh, Origin, just a couple of sleeps away. Uh, and I had a chat chat to my dad yesterday uh, Rabs, and uh, that was a little bit odd. Uh, not odd, but you know, it's not often you have your, your father on your own program. And uh, we had a good chat. We, I don't know if we I don't, we might have time to replay it. We may not later in the show tonight. We're here till mid, not midnight, midnight. Uh, but I was just asking him, you know, about his preparation. We we hear about players having superstitions and what they do on game day.
3: Rabs has got some superstitions, doesn't he?
2: Oh yeah, well he has plenty. Yeah. He was, he, you're very faint over there. You, you got you, your volume up? I don't know. He, um, yeah, he, well you know he hates flying, but he hates uh, um, he's a he,
3: Game Boy, isn't he? On yeah, Game Boy on the flights. Mm.
2: Generally, they still make Game Boys. Oh, Rabs would have some. But uh, oh, what other stuff when we were growing up? Okay, if you drop a knife in the kitchen, mm. you can't pick it up.
3: Someone else has to? Yes. Yes. Right.
2: Is so, there any right.
3: thought behind that? Oh, he got a, this from
2: his parents or his yeah. mum. His mum was really superstitious. Uh, <laughs> my grandma, Nana, Wynne Warren, uh, lovely old lady. She And so Ray uh, is the youngest of seven children, right? Mm. And so his brothers and sisters, most of them had moved out mm. of the, the family home and he was probably left there with his uh, his brother, Bob. And he had another bro- brother, Jack. So Bob was there probably a lot of the time too, who, who passed away a few years ago as well. Actually, so did Jack. But Nana Warren, so Rab's mum, really superstitious. She would, uh, and this might explain some of Ray's <laughs> fears and phobias and God knows what. She, when there was a thunderstorm, she would wrap her darling Rab's youngest son, youngest child, up in a, uh, a bike tire tube. You know, the inner tube of an old cycle. Wrap him up in that and put him under the lounge for fear of being struck by lightning. That would be your insulator. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I think that's where, uh, from dear old Nana Warren, that's, I think that's where most of it stemmed from. Uh, But yeah, where are we going with that? So, Supi, I talked a few things about Rabs and this obviously, this probably, probably will be his last series. Yeah. Although I asked him if it was going to be and, and uh, it'll be his ninety seventh game origin game calling it,
3: which means he gets to ninety nine
2: correct retire and uh, not out or out ninety nine you can't do that, so I did ask him he maybe go around next year again just to pull up the century mm wasn't too convincing, but yeah. but didn't slam the door shut on that. Right. Okay. Anyway, we might we might talk about that yeah, later yeah. on. But he 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 is the voice of rugby league. Certainly, Rabs is the voice of um, state of origin, uh, yeah. no doubt about that. And uh, he has called many of the uh, the great moments, great Origin moments over the years. I also asked him in that interview yesterday on uh, NRL Match Day uh, to whittle down his top five players in origin, mm-hmm. not necessarily the best five players, but five players who really stamped their mark on origin. He couldn't, he couldn't give me five.
3: It would be a tough job. Five. we can get some. Oh, he techniques. had plenty more, yeah. but
2: he couldn't, he couldn't narrow it, it down. So he gave me, he gave me his top three. Mm. We settled on. Um, and if we play it later on, we might, we might go back down there and have a listen to that. Uh, but he, his voice has been across so many of those mm-hmm. magical moments. Um, for me, obviously, that that Mark Coin try, yeah,
3: um,
2: that's n- not a try. That's a miracle. Mm. That was, that was a, that was an Origin moment. Um, Billy Slater, the chip and chase, the chip and chase, the change direction, the chip and chase. That was a moment, wasn't it? Mm. Although Ray was saying yesterday, in actual fact, the try shouldn't have been awarded. He was offside. Um, and some there's been – what about you know, the blues and the biffs that we've had? And I mentioned earlier just in the intro, um, it was a defining watershed moment for the game, wasn't it, when Nate Miles um, threw his chin on his head at Paul Gallan's fist? What year was that? That was in uh, 2013. And from then onwards, the biff was banned pretty much, wasn't it? That was when, after that moment, sin bins were brought in, no more punching. Mm-hmm. No more punching. Um, that was a moment. Do you, re- do you remember it?
3: I remember it very clearly. I was it a mate's pla A mate who I'm actually going to watch the game with on Wednesday at his place. We had a whole lot of mates around. And just watching it back with you before we came on. It's interesting You would have only been about 15 or I was, 16. I was 15. Were on I the remember. Brewskies? I hope not. No, not at that Good age. Good boy. But um, I remember...
2: Well, Gal just started being, it.
3: Yeah, well, Gal started it and he finished it as well. But <laughs> Ashley Klein, Klein calling him over and saying Paul the swinging arm that's on report. Mm. The the two the right jab mm. and the left uppercut mm. that that's alright mate. You just no more, of no, no more of that. No more of that.
2: No. Stayed on the field. <laughs> that's
3: incredible, isn't Stayed it? Stayed on the field. In the environment we're in now, it's hard to believe. That was only Did 8 years. Do you think Nate ago.
2: Miles no, he wouldn't he wouldn't have known back then that this guy would go on to earn millions as a, as a as boxer, a as a prize fighter. Not have we got, got any it. audio of that That that, uh, that Biff? Where was it? 2013. So Paul Gallen, he starts the whole thing with a blatant swinging arm, which he, he'd be sent off for probably these days, or at least put in the bin. Then he followed it uh, with a bang, a bang, a bang, a bang, and Nate Miles was just going. He was punch drunk by the end of it.
0: Oh, there's a big punch up in centre of grip. Gallon, and they both landed. They both landed flush. Mm.
2: Did they what? Landed flush? um And after the left and the right, that both landed flush. That you heard Rab say there. There was an uppercut, bang, too, up under the chin. Ah, uh, yeah, that was one of them. So then there was the, and you know, look, we're not glorifying violence, or are we?
3: We are a little. Okay, just but,
2: a bit. We are, but you can't talk about this stuff anymore. This is
3: nostalgic. Yeah, of course, it's nostalgic. As yeah. Tommy Radonic has said about the moment I think you're about to go to. Mm. It, it was a bit, you know, you're allowed to do it then. You're not allowed to now. That's fine.
2: But I want to show my my kids how what happened only you know seven mm. years ago, or, yeah. or not even. Um, they they can't believe oh, they can't believe how the game has changed. So that it certainly has been cleaned up immensely. Mm. Is it for the better? The high tackle stuff I get, but. Yeah. You know, when they ruled out the biff in the game, right, and said, no, any more punching, right, you've got 10 minutes in the bin automatically. And that came after the Gallon Nate Miles stuff. Um, now we're seeing so much squabbling and handbags and what the AFL might call a fracas or a melee. And it's real annoying. And like, and you see even you know, cheeky little halfbacks to disrespecting their opponents, coming over and rubbing it in their face and that. In the olden days, you wouldn't dare do that because you'd get a square up, mm. you know? So I think, uh, yeah, it has a downside as well. But no no doubt, the game, the game has been cleaned up. Yeah, so my question then, you're talking cattle dog, and that team was coached by uh, the late, great Tommy Rodonikus. Um I'm wondering, who finished worse? Nate Miles, after being on the end of the fist of Paul Gallant several times, or Andrew Johns, after being floored by Jamie Goddard,
0: now they come up out of the scrum and Mark Carroll is throwing them. Andrew Jones is looking for Goddard. There's Andrew Johns trying to get around the toe. Oh, he's landed it right, right on the picker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he landed it. Oh, see. Joey went looking for him. The game, the referee had got it under control, but he, Goddard had already dished a few out to Joey. And and Joey will tell you himself, he's not all that great at holding them up. He went back to try and get around the corner to Goddard, and he's just gone, boom. Floored Joey. The immortal went down. And uh, then he was saying he had 27 stitches in his mouth at half time, basically. And then Tommy was saying to him, get up, get out there, you <laughs> weak thing. Come on. So, and, that yeah, get out there, of course. But, um, yeah, God, those were different days aren't we living in in different days but as we say we're not glorifying violence of origin but I am saying this I am I am I'm asking I'm asking our listeners this as well with the new head crackdown and the new well let's say the more sanitized game that we've got mm. is there a risk of detracting from origin diluting origin from the beast and the big selling beast that we know it is? it has made its name as a brutal brutal arena it's not for everyone it is violent at times has been you know and but i just just i do worry that by watering it down too much origin might fade away a little bit i hope i'm wrong and i probably am it'll always be mate against mate state against state But you get so many viewers from other sports, not just this country, but around the world, who tune in to this spectacle.
0: Walters onward. Khan joins in. Floats the pass for Renloff. Renov down the touchline, beats one, gets it infield, Hancock gets it on, Queenslander coming back, Darren Smith for Lager. Lager gets it away, here's the big fella, gets the pass on, Coyne, Coyne goes for the corner and gets the try, Queensland, it's a miracle oh
2: yeah, what about that one? Yeah, what about that? What about that? Fatty Voughton there, uh, the Queenslander. He was up off his chair. He was almost jumping out of the commentary box there at the Sydney Football Stadium in uh, 1994, Game One. Mark Coyne with that uh, that miracle try. That's not a try. That's a miracle. Uh, there've been some pl- pl- plenty of great moments over the years. Keep those texts coming through. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What are some of your uh, great origin moments or anything you like you want to talk about. We can talk about it here. If it's got a you know a tenuous link to rugby league or origin, we'll cover it. No dramas. Uh, this is Higher Ground. From up here, we've got everything covered. So uh, we can cover whatever you want to talk about, me and the Mad Russian. Look, between us, um, between us, we'll come up with a solution or an answer or at least, at very least, an opinion. Uh, this one here, we spoke about the cattle dog call there earlier before where the scrum blew up and uh, Andrew Johns, uh, Found himself on the end of uh, the fist of Jamie Goddard several times and also found himself in the horizontal position uh, on the grass. Uh, And also, uh, just reminding of that cattle dog, and Tommy Radonikas was the coach. And this text here, I haven't got a name on there, but rest in peace, Tommy, here. Rest in peace, buddy, for sure. Uh, Another text here. What will happen uh, when a fight does break out in origin? And there's suddenly seven or eight players from each team throwing punches. Will we play five aside? side? Uh, thank you. That's from Drew. It's a good point you make, Drew. What would happen? So what would happen? Right. Let's say, let's say Wednesday night in Townsville. Right. Both teams throw the rule book out the window. We've already seen them sort of today making a pact that we're not going to uh, milk any penalties. Mm-hmm. Agree, we're not doing it. Fine, I'm not doing it. What if they were to all throw the rule book out the window and throw the edict from Peter Vlandes in the referees and see red mist collectively? What would happen? Not allowed to punch. You have to go to the bin. But what if they all start punching? You can't send them all to the bin. How many players do you need to continue a game of rugby league what are the rules I know what the rules are in Junior rugby league if I'm below 11 we we, uh, we call it off we have 13 aside and I t- I rang the club president at the weekend I was saying should we forfeit here because I only had 13 so I had no bench mm. and we got one injury we, we could have we, we had got two injuries we finished the game with 11 but if you've got less than 11 well you call it off what happens in NRL It's never happened, obviously, and this is hypothetical and probably never will happen. But what if both sides just started throwing punches at each other?
3: Generally the rules are pretty consistent from the let us know. If you do know, oh four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, (laughs) six. But generally the rules are pretty consistent. If it's the rules for the juniors, it's generally the rules for the seniors. It is from
2: thirteens upwards, it is the international, full international Mm. rules, basically.
3: So if it's eleven, then it's probably eleven. In the seniors uh, as well.
2: Pie in the sky—it's not going to happen. But it's a good question from Drew. What happens if there's an all-in and they all throw punches? Well, what if, can't send them all off?
3: What if there were three symbians in the space of ten minutes? Mm. Would the game end? Don't know. There you go. Wow, well, ten, ten. ten on
2: ten. Hey, talking about getting deep, right? And one thing around Origin, which over the years I have loved. And I'm not sure we're going to see it this year. And Channel 9, obviously, the host broadcaster for Origin, has been for ever and a day. Uh, Phil Gould. I don't know if he's going to be on the commentary team or not. I'm reading different... Th- he is, he's not. I don't know. But over w- whether he's not, whatever, they've got, they've got their reasons for it. Um, over the years, some of the speeches that he's given, that's almost been part of the, uh, the whole build-up and... and the mystique of origin, one of the things I do look forward to over the years, I have looked forward to, quite honestly, is that Phil Gould speech where he stares down the barrel, and he's a very good orator too, Phil, and, and, and a good writer, and he's got a sharp mind, and, and I like I like how he thinks. I know he's got his detractors. A couple of journalists don't like him. <laughs> um, but I really look forward to that that mm. speech, and I don't know if we're going to see that this year. Do you? Is he odd or not? I should have asked Robes Ray, Ray yesterday. He wouldn't have well, told me anyway. They're just rumours. Are they? Yeah, I don't think it would be the same without Gus on the commentary team for nine.
3: Of course not. But life goes on. We've seen that with the cricket. The nine cricket commentary team were. Yes. You know. Yeah. The sound of the so for so long. The we've carried ends. on. You know. No one Is no, it is in this good? Game? No, it's not. Probably not.
2: It's no. not but they were irreplaceable. But, Phil Gould, you've got an old clip there. This is sort of some of the stuff that that I I do look forward to on Origin night.
0: We're often told that if we ignore history, we are doomed to repeat it. And certainly if we look at the history of the past seven years, it would suggest if these two teams play to their best tonight, then Queensland, in all likelihood, will prevail. They are the proven ones. They are indeed a champion team. But that's the beauty of sport. This result is not yet carved in stone. The New South Wales Blues will have their say. When the Blues players are handed their jersey tonight, they're not just given something to wear. They are also given a slice of history. They're given an opportunity to create their own history. They're given an invitation to be extraordinary. To beat Queensland tonight, they will need inspiration. And the best place to get that inspiration is from each other out here on the field in battle. Inspire each other with your effort. Inspire each other with your courage. Inspire each other with your will to win. So there it is for New South Wales tonight. Their destiny is not so much in their own hands but their destiny could well be decided by what's in their own hearts. Enjoy your Origin football. We will.
2: We will, Phil. But hey, don't you get what I'm talking about?
3: Oh, yeah. Hey?
2: How's Are the you music ready to...
3: underneath it? Yeah, that's brilliant. A little like
2: Gladiator. Are you ready to pull the boots on? Are you ready <laughs> to fight for your mate? And that's what I'm talking about. He's a really good... And that's to us, the audience. Mm. I would love to be a fly on the wall when Phil Gould, the most successful Blues Origin coach, was coaching. I would love to see... Some of those pre-match speeches. And this was, I was chatting about my problems as an under-13 coach at the weekend. So we've been getting towed up each and every weekend. We've lost a heap of players. We've got midgets playing against Giants. Mm. So at the weekend, I was faced in a similar position. I had to somehow pump my little fellas up. They knew they were on a hiding to nothing. Playing a team that beat us 40 blot only three weeks ago. We've since lost our uh, two, three, four more good players. Struggling to field a team. I got him in there in the dressing room and I, I gave him my best Churchillian type speech to just to pump these boys up a bit, you know. And by the time they ran out in the sheds, they were ready for the battle. I tell you what, they were believing they could match this mob. I did say to them, look, don't worry about the score. We'll just come off mm. and we'll do our best. It's all we can do is do our best, right? That was deep. It was deep oh, in me. It was, it was, a, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's, there's a funny, not the rumor, going around that I'm going to be shafted as coach, right? Because we've lost so many games, blah, 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 blah. We have lost so many players as well. Mm. But anyway, don't worry. I, I play along with it. And uh, Daryl Broman, it's a running joke with him. There's a petition going among the parents to sack Chris Warren as the coach of the under-13s. Uh, and Daryl sent me a text yesterday. And he said, uh, is it true? I'm hearing that you have you do have the full support of the board. Oh, dear. At Montevale Raiders. Oh, dear. We we're hiding behind in that dressing room at the weekend where I was giving that Churchillian speech or that Phil Gould-esque mm. speech, um, behind the tackle pads in the corner of the dressing room was oh. the club president <laughs> and the head chef of the uh, sausage sizzle. Oh,
3: well, he's a key decision maker.
2: Absolutely. They came oh. out and they they were jogging on the spot. They wanted to pull their boots on and run out and play.
3: Well, that's a good sign.
2: It pumped the president up, the speech. We got beaten 56-12, by the way. But we were in the match. The f-
3: Twelve, 12. You scored
2: 12 points. Yeah, we were, no, we are down 10-6 after 20. We were going good. There you go. Mate, the speech worked for so long until um, body mechanics and size and puberty and all that sort of stuff. Oh,
3: well, you can't control that.
2: Took over. No, I can't. But in terms of motivational speeches, right, what are some of the others? There's some really good ones out there in TV land, in movie land as well. You know I love Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. I don't think we got that, but we often play that. I love that courtroom.
3: Well, it's in your intro.
2: Yeah, I love that. What about Oh, I'll get you to find it cuz it's it's probably in there somewhere. Before what about Gladiator, Russell
3: Crowe? Oh yeah. You got him. Going out. Um, yes, we do.
0: Guys. Guys.
1: Your fame is well deserved, Spartan. I don't think there's ever been a gladiator's match. As for this young man, he insists you are Hector reborn. Was it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real
0: name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator.
2: How dare you show your back to me? Slave!
1: You will remove your helmet and tell me your name.
0: Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next.
2: Russell Crowe, gladiator, Hey, uh, There's another good orator, um, inspiration, inspiration. I want to dig out, and we'll probably play a bit later on too. There's uh, there's none better than Al Pacino in any given Sunday, in terms of you pumping, pumping your boys up. We'll try and dig that out a bit later on. We're going to take a break shortly. Uh, on the other side, uh, we are hoping to speak to Robbie Kearns. You know, he of the fame of New South Wales, who fell off a horse, broke his collarbone, and was rubbed out of a whole Origin series.
0: About to turn turn. Away to Piggott. The of the Goes inside the 10 and the 5 Oh! Somebody's stopping He'll run out of the stadium It's Gearan Oh! He's taken the ball It's a try And it's a magnificent one. Oh, Out of nothing And that's the grand final
2: got eight. You're going to like this guy He's alright He's a good fella He's one of us yeah, good fella. They don't come much better, actually, than this uh, this next guest on the show. And, uh, well, I met this bloke many, many years ago, 25, 30 years ago. We we knocked around together over at the Western Reds, uh, I played against him, I think, Reggie's, when he made his debut uh, for Cronulla Sharks back in the early 90s. I went on to play about five games of first grade, and he went on to play about 281 He wore the green and gold uh, more than 20 times. He also played for New South Wales, I think I'm right in saying, on eight occasions. Uh, But it's at Melbourne Storm where he really left his mark on the game, Um, went on to work with the club after retirement, and uh, he really is Melbourne Storm through and through. I'm talking to Robbie Kearns and uh, Kearnsy. Thanks for joining us, mate, on Higher Ground. As I always say uh, with this segment of the show, you have to be a good fella to qualify, and you certainly do, brother.
1: Jeez, you're using that word a bit loose there, Wael, wow, but, uh, mate, really appreciate you having me on, and uh, you're doing a fantastic job, mate. And, uh, yeah, it's great to uh, be on and uh, talk a little bit of uh, No Doubt state of origin which is everyone's looking forward
2: to absolutely it's it's a it's a a buzz time of the year origin this one's probably got a bit of a difference to it uh in that we're not really sure if it's still going to have the fire and brimstone that the origin um itself has been built on over over three or four decades with the high tackle crackdown do you think it's still going to have the the vigor that we've uh, been used to
1: I really hope so. well wow. I mean, it's you know obviously. Oh, I understand why the league's doing what they're doing, but I think they've gone over the top with it. I think the uh, the diehard rugby league fans out there, me included, uh, I just feel they've gone way over the top. And uh, my my belief is, if you go out there with malice and try and take someone's head off, definitely pay the price. But uh, if it's an accidental head you know head clash or you know it comes in. Uh, in contact with your shoulder or arm uh, without any sort of malice uh, I, I think it's play on, I mean the game's uh, been, you know, it's a brutal game and, and I've heard Ricky Stewart say it's not for everyone mm. uh, so for the mums and dads out there that are trying to get their kids to play at, um, at you know, different sports and try and find their way in whatever sport that might be, mm. um, it just so happens that rugby league's a tough sport and it's, it's, it's built for tough men so Uh, But, yeah, you know, state of origin, it's our jewel in the crown. Um, I think you know yourself, you you know, we both lived in Perth and we know how big AFL here, AFL is in Australia Mm. in pretty much every state, Um, whereas, obviously, rugby league's mostly down the eastern seaboard, obviously, with... uh, I I include Victoria in that now, being in Melbourne. But, um, yeah, it's, it's our jewel in the crown. It's what everyone sort of, you know, sits and watches, whether you're in... You know, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane. Uh it's it's the one time of the year that everyone gets behind rugby league and mm. you know, it's our showcase and I really, really hope that they allow the game to flow and uh, you know, the the penalties we've been seeing over the last you know, two or three weeks. Um yeah, they're not being picked up on such things.
2: Mm. I think the I think the refs have maybe found a bit of middle ground in the recent weeks and days, even you know. So I hope that that sort of continues. And I I see both teams have almost made a pact, right? No milking. Let's let's not do the stuff that we've been seeing in the game. But you're right, you know. And I hadn't even thought about that, Kearns. Yeah, yeah. AFL is such a national a national game, right? And uh, we are very much the eastern seaboard. But Origin, they all watch it, don't they? And you and I, yeah, we lived in Perth and, and you've you know lived most of your life down there in Melbourne now since the Perth days. But they all talk about Origin too, don't they? Even the AFL boys.
1: Oh, without a doubt. It's the it's one time of year that, uh, you know, Rugby League's put on the map. And obviously down here the, with the, obviously, ongoing success in Melbourne Storm have had, uh, you know, they've, they've got a bit of a crowd watching them week in, week out. But... Um, yeah, definitely, definitely the state of origin. It's where every AFL player get right. They get right behind it. Um, all the AFL players, I should say, and and just just Victoria in, in in general. And it's you know obviously I'm I'm applauding the fact that they're taking it up there uh, to Townsville um, in diehard rugby league territory. But uh, it's a real shame that uh, with the whole COVID situation down here in Melbourne that we couldn't hold the state of origin because everyone was looking forward to it. I'm sure it was gonna be a sellout crowd, uh, all things being equal and um yeah, we're gonna to have to wait our turn. But um it's unfortunate. But uh yeah, no, it it it's 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 the one as I said, mate, I can't repeat myself more and more, mm. but uh, it's the one time of year that everyone gets behind it and uh you know, quite often I have people down here that know nothing about rugby league. They uh they sure enough they're either going for the Maroons or
2: Blues. It's it's mm. amazing. You've been too affected by the uh, the recent COVID issues there yourself?
1: Oh, well, a little bit, uh, well, um, You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working in construction these days, and, uh, part-time with the Melbourne Storm and the construction, so I, I'm not too bad. And uh, obviously, I, I'm involved in another little bar, uh, a pub down here that uh, has copped a bit of a shellacking over the last couple of years. We shut down for a whole year last year in COVID. Uh, which was uh, pretty devastating. We we're just able to hold our head above water. We relaunched at the start of this year, and um, yeah, it just seems like uh, every time we sort of start getting back up on our feet, we cop another whack to the
2: head. So what um, side of uh, what what side of the bar, Kearns? Are you pouring drinks or are you were chatting to patrons?
1: I'm doing both, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm doing both, and I do it pretty well, too, just quietly.
2: Well, funny you should say that. Now, the reason I'm calling you tonight, Robbie, other than the fact that you're a good old mate of mine and we don't speak often enough, um, what prompted me to make this call? I heard today on uh, Badge and Sats program, Brian Fletcher was asked a question about origin roommates. So I just want you to listen to this Is there any
3: former player that you would have hated to be
1: roomed with?
2: In origin, um, Robbie Kearns.
0: Why is that? Just the way because he doesn't stop talking <laughs> at all. And it, well, Kearns, he, like he's a, he's a
3: mate of mine. He's a champion bloke. But when, you know, when the conversation ends, you yeah. know it's time not to say it anymore.
0: Mm. And he'll yeah. fin- it with talk, and it end. Three, two, one. And anyway, as soon as I heard, <laughs> as soon as I heard, anyway, yeah.
3: I can just imagine being next door to in the bed next door to Kearnsy, and you just want to go to bed. <laughs>
2: Well, Keernsey, uh that was Fletch. <laughs> that was Fletch today. No. Uh he's he's got a point to a point. Uh you do like a chat. Um, a right of reply, any response to Fletch and we we can play this out to him.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm getting a bit of a reputation because Joey John's always used to go by the uh, the story that he'd he'd wake up in the morning and I, unfortunately for him, I was his roomie on a couple of tours overseas and he'd say, "Currency, you've got 20 questions and that's it, that's it, that's all that's all you got today." But he reckons I was using it up uh, those 20 by uh, breakfast. So, um, but mate, I've got a bit of a reputation. I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but um, no, nah, Fletch. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, for, for Fletcher give me a hiding about talking too much. Oh my God,
2: seriously, <laughs> I Think,
1: things are on the uh things are on the spiral. If
2: that's the case. Oh, dear, yeah, uh, all in good fun. Um, listen, just on a serious note, uh, uh, around Origin two, your name often comes up, and 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 so yes. too the horses. Yes. We're going to get to that. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, before we do, I want to talk just something serious for a minute. This uh, Queensland <laughs> pack, we both know how important it is to win Origin one in the series, right? Up there in Townsville, I'm just looking at this Queensland pack. Um, Christian Welch, Harry Grant, Tino Fasua, Malawi, David Fafita, Felice Kafusi, Jai Arrow. Uh, you've got another big bopper on the bench, Mo Fodawaka, Joe Offingawi, Jaden Sewer, as well. Um, and then I look at the New South Wales pack, and it's a strong pack, New South Wales. If we go through that, Daniel Saifidi, Damien Cook, Jake Trebojevic in 10, Cam Murray, 12, Tarek Sims, 13. Uh, Cam Murray, 11, Tarek Sims in 12, and Isaiah Yeo, 13. I'm almost inclined to think that the Maroons might even have a stronger pack.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Well, I mean, I thought, uh, you know, Payne Haas would have been... I, I know he's in a losing side up there to the Brisbane Broncos, and I know they've been copying a bit of a hiding, but... Uh, what he, you know, I, I just think he's an absolute superstar player for a front row. He's, his mobility is unbelievable. He's a big unit, um, and he, he was outstanding last year for the you know, New South Wales Blues. I thought he'd be a starting front row, along with Junior Paulo. I mm. thought Regan Campbell-Gillard's been playing good footy, and that's taking nothing away from Daniel Sofidi and uh, Jake Taborovich by the way. But I just feel, and I'm, I'm most probably with you, in the sense that the, the Queensland... Side. Uh, Christian Welsh was outstanding last year. We all know what Tino's been doing for the, the um, Gold Coast mm. boys. And, uh, you know, for when he's on, he's on. Mm. F- he has been great and Dry arrow. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm leaning with you. I reckon uh, the Queensland Pack, and uh, hopefully that's going to spur on the, the Blues. Absolutely. But uh, I just feel they've got the runs on the board at the moment if you go on their club form. Um, and I just yeah, I just would have changed a couple of players in that uh, forward pack for New South Wales. Well, maybe I mean. they
2: will. Maybe Freddie, maybe Freddie will start with Payne Haas. I just think you know, there's only one real recognised you know, starting front row there, and Daniel Sofidi and uh, yes. Jake yes. Trebojevic might play a different role. Anyway, look, as I did say, I wanted to get to the to the horses, the story about the horses. Now, I was um, what prompted me to think of this the other day. There was a, there was one of the girls at the French Open, and she she injured herself in the press conference and I think she was ruled out of the tournament. So don't ask me how or what she did, but uh, she injured an ankle in the press conference, I believe. And then I started thinking about other weird injuries in sport, and more specifically uh, rugby league. Your name comes up quite often around uh, barroom chats. Tim Brasher in 2001, I think he needed a knee reconstruction after uh, falling while fixing a ceiling fan at home. David Kidwell, he snapped his uh, medial and cruciate ligament uh, that was in 2007. Uh, he was trying to avoid stepping on his two-year-old daughter at a family barbecue. I've got Greg Eastwood. Um, I think he had ankle surgery. Uh, he f- tripped over his or slipped on his, his son's matchbox toy car, uh, which was left underneath his bed. Then you've got Jack Whiten, who missed four months in 2012, um, a trampoline injury, uh, tore ligaments off his foot bone. Then we come to Robbie Kearns. Nineteen ninety nine, the team coached uh, the Blues there by Wayne Pearce. You went on a bonding session. Now the story it gets it gets elaborated on and exaggerated from from year to year. I, I want it, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth or from your mouth, Robbie. What actually <laughs> happened, mate? Because you fell from the horse, you busted your shoulder, and you were gone for the series in nineteen ninety nine. Let just take us through that. Uh, it,
1: it, oh, yeah, Again, I, I could be on this uh, phone call for about half an hour If you really want the long story But I'll make it as short as possible We were we'll basically thrown on, on these horses After a big night on the uh, on the drink back in the day Because Wayne Pierce was a non-drinker mm. Prior to that, the bonding sessions were four days in the pub Where Wayne said, well, it's not going to happen We're going to do activities So he gave us one night on the drink And we made the most of it And uh, we jumped on some horses Cherry Hill uh, they'll trail, trail ride horses, so they all followed one another. Mm-hmm. And Terry Hill, being Terry Hill, kicked his in the guts. It took off, and they all followed. And uh, <laughs> long story short, I'd never been on a horse before. I've never <laughs> been on one since. And uh, funnily enough, the horse, uh, and a horse had come off in front of me. I think it was Bradley Clyde's horse. His mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, saddle had come off, um, and long story short, it was stopped in the middle of the track. My horse went around it, as you would in a car. Um, as it went out to the right and back into the left, I kept going out to the right. And uh, I was trying to impersonate Superman. And uh, bang, on the ground, Laurie Daly was the next in line. Uh, he came across me. And you can ask Laurie if you ever see him. He thought I was dead. I had blood streaming out of my head. My shoulder was down, hanging around my hip. And uh, I was convulsing on the ground. Oh. Heavily concussed. Jesus. Anyway, so uh, and then missed the next ten weeks of football with a uh severely broken um I make I'll make it sound bad, but severely broken uh, yeah. collarbone and uh, I was concussed for about six days.
2: <laughs> but uh was that your that wasn't your, your your maiden origin series, was it? Or was it? That you no, it? No, no, no,
1: that's no, 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 no I, I, I played in nine ten oh, it's played the year before sorry. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah ninety ninety eight I played I think I played the final game in 1999.
2: There you oh, go. Oh, jeez! And you know what? Bonding sessions have never been the same since. you. Uh, it was a landmark, a landmark case, Robbie Kearns, a landmark case.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's funny, why No one remembers me for anything but falling off a horse.
2: <laughs> all right, champ. Hey, good, publicity, good publicity. Oh, no. well, no, it's all good. Uh, oh, before you go, Harry Grant, he hasn't played for about four or five weeks. It's going to be a big task for him, isn't it, to, to punch out 80 minutes after missing more than a month?
1: Yeah, no, he's a uh, he's a fantastic player. We saw what he could do last year in uh, Game Three, and uh, no doubt he hasn't played a lot of football. And we all know there's nothing like match fitness, but he's uh, he's a fit young fella, and uh, no doubt he'd be trying. He would have been doing a lot in, in his injury time to uh, keep his fitness up to date. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes as a starting hooker up against Damien Cook, which will be a fantastic matchup. But um, it's going to be a fantastic game of football. We all know those, those Queenslanders love their footy. And, uh, but up there in uh, Townsville, they're diehard. Absolutely live and breathe it. Yeah.
2: All right, buddy, I appreciate you jumping on the line. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Enjoy Origin. will not you enjoy the rest of the season down there at Melbourne Storm and uh, just take care of yourself.
1: Get on your way, you're a superstar.
2: Jeez, Thanks, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. There he is, Robbie Kearns, uh, former Kangaroo, former New South Welshman, Melbourne Storm, Western Reds, Cronulla Sharks uh, in general, an all-round good fella. What they win in the end? 11 of 12 series, I think it was, wasn't it? During the heyday with Slater and Cronk and Smith. then They all moved on and uh, they've just had others coming through. So a bloke called Kalen Ponga these days, or not this series, or not game one anyway, and probably not game two. Then the Munster comes in and fills the six.
3: Harry Grant in his first game?
2: Harry Grant in his first Origin game was dubbed the new Cameron Smith, and people were saying he'll be wearing the Maroon jersey for the next decade. And They melt well may be right, although, as I say, he's underdone for game one. The I think it's a bit of a risk myself. But uh, so Reid Marty he had shoulder injury mm. yesterday for Parramatta. So he's out, but he'd been released anyway. So he wasn't really going to play, I wouldn't have thought. Ben Hunt. Drafted in. Was he not already in the broader squad? But he's with them now. Mm. And the Blues will have their... Uh, they've arrived today in Townsville. They'll have their final captain's run tomorrow afternoon. Uh, New South Wales up there in Townsville. A sellout, 27,000. We spoke to the boss of uh, North Queensland Cowboys, the chief executive uh, on yesterday's show from midday, uh, NRL match day. Uh, and he was just telling us what a what a boost it is for the city and, and the north of Queensland. He was also saying that you know, for, for Cowboys fans and their season ticket holders, this was interesting too, he, about 10% of their season ticket holders would drive on average more than four hours to get to a Cowboys game, how about that for loyalty? I'm not kidding. And we complain when we get stuck in the in the Harbour Tunnel here in in Sydney, but all about Origin too. And we we're saying before some great Origin speeches and motivational speeches, and and Phil Gould, I'm sure, as a coach, would have been the best, I reckon, um, to listen to as a player. And we we listened to Phil um, motivate the, the the Channel Nine audiences, which he's been doing for for many years as well. I'm not sure if he's going to be a part of the telecast on Wednesday but that aside so it got us thinking about some other great speeches motivational speeches not just in sport but in in Hollywood as well uh but also tying into sport um Al Pacino any given Sunday it was wasn't it any given Sunday just amazing let's have another listen to this because this this is as good as it gets
1: I don't know what to say really three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team, or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. We can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time.
2: Goes on. I think it's about four minutes, the whole lot. Uh, but it really just makes you or gets you pumped up ahead of ahead of that. But um, it was uh, it was quite something, Al Pacino. And, and uh, imagine if he was your coach, eh? Imagine if he was your origin coach, Pacino. Would you play? You'd play for him, wouldn't you? For him, <laughs> <for> Pacino. <laughs> yeah. Then or now? Oh, just great. I, I love listening to it. I wish we could hear the whole lot of that mm. speech, but it goes goes too long. Uh, yeah, two sleeps away from from, from Origin, um, and not a whole lot coming out from either camp really, other than that we now know that Dane Gagai, we thinks already had his tonsils out, so can't really have tonsillitis, as he says. Um, not much else to report on the uh, on the injury front, on the injury front uh, either. Well, uh, wood duck of the week—that's that's an award. It's one that you don't really want to win or be awarded wood duck of the week. It's generally given if you've done something stupid. Basically, wood duck of the week. Um, and I don't know that we've got many nominations this week. Mm. For wood duck of the week. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. That's the text line. I'd like you, uh, if you're listening and you can be bothered, get off your pain ha. Send me a text nominations for wood duck of the week who's done something stupid this week in rugby league also while you're on it 0457 736 736, I'd like your nominations for our rocket man points over the weekend just the four games played but we are still obliged to hand out a three a two and a one and uh, we'll update you too a bit later on in the program on the rocket man standings after round 13 yeah, welcome back to Higher Ground. Great to have your company. Uh, we're here until midnight, so if you're uh, if you're up late, you can stay tuned with us, 0457 736 736. That's the text line, and we've been asking you at home or wherever you might be, uh, nominations uh, for the Wood Duck of the Week. Who has done something stupid this week? Um, well, not stupid, but uh, bordering on ridiculous or nonsensical, and they get the Wood Duck of the, the Week award?
0: <laughs> thanks alex
2: thanks alex that's the uh, daffy duck wood duck of the week mask we send that off to them and uh they have a right of reply if they want to they generally have to wear it if they're a player they have to wear it at the captain's run at least one session through the week with their club and um basically they take it on board they've done something silly haven't got a whole lot of nominations uh, this week but we've got i got a couple i've got a couple mine are tyrone peachy and dane Laurie. right for taking a dive, right? Um, A photo finish in those two for mine. (laughs) Laurie, uh, uh, on Friday, wasn't it? On Friday, um, got down, got a little uh, slap across the sort of face by I think it was Robert Jennings, yeah, and uh, went down like a ton of potatoes. And as soon as they looked at it, the referee saw it, yeah, got his penalty and then got up grinning and smirking and smiling. It's good to see that the Origin teams have made a pact that we won't be milking. Let's not play that. And they won't either. You know, they won't. I'm sure we won't see any of that. Um, So he's for me. Laurie gets it. Laurie gets it. uh, Well, what have you got?
3: So I saw an incident in the Super League, which has been doing the rounds on Twitter. Yeah. Where the poor man is carrying the ball out basically, from his own trial line. Hull, Hull FC against St. Helens. St. Helens. Yeah. St. Helens players carrying the ball out from his own goal line. Uh, from The his whole own try player. Line. Yeah. And his Achilles snaps. Snaps. And he's in so much pain, he goes to grab it, drops the ball, and the opponent picks it up.
2: The St. Helens player picks up the ball and goes and in. And goes
3: and scores a try.
2: Yeah. Okay. So For you're me, saying. That's,
3: that's, you know, that's a pretty low act, I reckon.
2: Okay, you're saying bad sportsmanship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spirit of the game. Bloke snaps his Achilles, drops the ball a meter or two out from his try line. He's uh, writhing on the ground in agony. You pick the ball up and go over and plant a try down. You think the bloke fan. that picked the ball up and scored the try for St Helens is a nomination, a nominee Wood for Wood Duck of the Week?
3: Absolutely, Wood Duck. Why? Wood Duck behaviour.
2: What you're saying? So in a game, he where, he's dropped the ball because his Achilles has snapped. Yep, he hits the ground like a you know, a, a bag of spuds. You think oh, I should not pick the ball up and score? Correct. No.
3: Hold the play up.
2: Oh, you're living in a you're living on you're it's living happened before
3: it's you, happened before you're in living on a
2: different plane a different planet.
3: When a play, you want to sit around like and
2: sing kumbaya? Yeah. That's what you want in, to it's do. It's happened
3: at the top level before in other sports. What are we with taught? With other players injured. What
2: are we taught? Play to the whistle.
3: Yeah, you're also taught to respect your opponents.
2: But he, I'm sure he came back and embraced the guy and picked him up off the ground.
3: What, after he's off celebrating the try he just scored? We
2: just put the four points and they converted it too.
3: Mm. So it was six points. Was the try awarded? Under, was it yeah, given? Yeah, the try was awarded. So it was in but the rules? W- within the rules, but that's okay. not the spirit of the game.
2: Okay. I beg to differ here. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. A bloke. But what Sorry, if there's some other the injury? Talk,
3: okay, so you're talking about Dane Laurie is happy to take the hit to the face. Has he actually broken a, a law of the game
2: there? Uh, yes, because it's dishonest.
3: Well, Dis- so dishonesty. I would argue that's just exactly the same. It's within the laws of the game, but. but he's not being but dishonest. But one's, one's different to the other because it's. Well, you're because talking why about it's
2: sportsmanship. Injury. Yeah. It's, boy, we're both talking about both sportsmanship. The, both the
3: sportsmanship I don't see why one is different to the other
2: Oh I do Because you are taught to play to the whistle Bang he would pick the ball up, He may not have even know he snapped his Achilles Even if he does know he snapped his Achilles mm. So what comes first Me scoring the try Or the, my concern for an opponent's welfare Look I think I, I, you're, you're a lovely young man mm. And I know where you're coming from And in the, the Goodwill Games You're right up there You'll be yeah. on the front cover but it's
3: not the way it is.: That's probably the reason I'm not playing professional sport, but it's not the way it I, is. But for me there is Park there football, is very yeah. little difference between what Laurie has done and what Fages has done. I no, they're, both, they're both trying to gain an advantage for their team at the expense of an, an opponent. It's all within the rules, but neither is, I would argue in the So spirit you're saying of the game. So
2: you're saying a try can no longer be scored if uh, a player is injured.
3: Oh, injured in that man? Injured without. Well, where do you draw the if line? You get- if you hit in a crunching tackle, that's part of the game.
2: Yeah, okay. I broke my arm in that tackle. Stop play. Don't score that try that I just dropped the ball.
3: Well, I'd hope where not. Where do we draw so the can- line? <laughs> I'd hope not if you've broken your arm.
2: Oh, hang on. What if I I've rolled my ankle snap you've- and I've dropped the ball and you just score? How- no, it doesn't count because I broke my ankle. Where do we draw the line?
3: Okay, so I'm allowed to hit you in the face. With a closed fist versus an open fist? When am I allowed to react to that? You didn't what know. What's the level of pressure on your head that is acceptable for me to react to?
2: But that is sportsmanship, isn't it? That's bad sportsmanship from Laurie. We all know, it. and you got up and had a, a, a joke about it. Yeah. But everyone could see what he did was wrong.
3: An, that's given his team an advantage.
2: Yeah, I know, but it's not in the spirit of the game what he did
3: at all. Which is my argument the other way.
2: They, yes, maybe an amateur, maybe, maybe an amateur sport or a local park or junior sport. But it's
3: happened in professional sport before. We've seen athletes stop games so that an opponent can receive treatment.
2: Yeah, but after the player's finished, he, we're not. Gonna, where do I've we? Seen,
3: I've watched. Pal, okay, so I'm going to a different sport. But Paulo Canio caught a football yeah. when he was in front of the goal, so that a player could receive treatment. His teammate took the ball off the player, crossed it into him, and he's got a free goal ahead of him. And he catches the ball instead of tapping it into an empty net.
2: Well, that's good sportsmanship. It is. It really is. Yes, it is. But with this one, where do we draw the line? If a player gets injured and drops the ball, you can't pick the ball up and score. Mm. Mm. Can't happen, can it? Really. But I know, I know you're a lovely, as I said, you're a lovely man. Mm. You're a lovely man. And, um, and maybe that might happen in the, the game they play in heaven, mm. that sort of stuff. But this this game, they're taught to play to the whistle. So Dane Laurie? Dane Laurie? Dane Laurie, that's that's, that's bad sportsmanship. Mm. I, I don't think the bloke picking the ball up, he doesn't know the severity of the injury. The ball's there. I'm going to dive over and score a try. He's taught to do that.
3: So Dane Laurie, Wood Duck.
2: I reckon Defo. You with me? Yeah. Dane Laurie, you're this week's Wood Duck of the Week.
0: Joseph Sawali, too big, too strong, and the teenage prodigy has stood up. Burton chases the world, gets a kind bounce, he's chased, but Matt Burton turns his first in our tribe into a second. Walker, kicking for Walsh, and scores the crowd. Set play, Walsh was charging onto so it, terrific kick from Sam Walker.
2: Welcome back to Higher Ground and uh, this segment, well, we focus on some emerging talent. We generally talk about any topic around grassroots or development leagues and uh, we're talking New South Wales Cup now and uh, the New South Wales North Sydney Bears, New South Wales Cup coach, North Sydney Bears, Jason Taylor. Uh, He's been uh, kind enough to jump on the line for a few minutes. JT, how are you, mate? Thanks for joining us. Hey Chris, yeah, I'm good mate. Thanks. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. A good win yesterday for your boys against uh was it Blacktown Manly Sea Eagles there at, at North Sydney Oval. What's that three in a row you've won now?
4: Yeah, uh, that's the first time for the season, three in a row. That was uh, yeah, that was good. It was a it was a really good tough game as uh we expected. They gave us a bit of a lesson in round 1, the Blacktown team. Mm. So we wanted to uh had one we owed them there, and um, it was Legends Day at North Sydney Oval, so it was really important that we got a win, and we did, which uh, which really it, it made it a really special day there yesterday.
2: I'll chat more about Legends in a minute because that's uh, that, that that's really important too, isn't it? They're keeping keeping in touch with the roots of the club, etc. And you played, uh, oh, I don't know how many how many play, how many games you play for the Bears.
4: Yeah, good question. Uh, it
2: was more. It was 150, 100, I reckon. Uh, up around 150, you might have. Was, yeah.
4: was it that many? Yeah. Oh, let me. Go- I played six years
2: at the Bears. I'm not sure exactly the numbers. Of the let games. me. Go- well, let me Google here. Magpies, where we met, and I made. So I made my debut with you. I went on to play five NRL games. You went on to play uh, 270, <laughs> 276. What does that tell you? Magpies, you played 86. The Bears, here we are, 147. And you rounded uh, out. Yeah, you yeah. Finished your season 2001 at Parramatta. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Just on um, on your New South Wales Cup team. Um, it's probably difficult, isn't it? I mean, you and I'll point out to our listeners, you're a feeder club to to the Roosters. Um, so you've seen a fair bit of Sam Walker and you've seen a fair bit of Joseph Suwali playing in your team. And also now you've seen a bit of them playing uh, in the NRL. Suwali he's played a couple of games now. What have you made of his um, transition into the top flight?
4: Uh, it's It's been exactly as I expected, to be honest. Um, he's... He- uh, really settled into our our grade in the you know right from the first trial game that he played, um, and uh, I was yeah I was confident that when he got his NRL opportunity that he'd do well, um, and and he's, he's just been he's, he's just been so classy in my opinion, and that's what he did with us. And and um, you know he's still 17, right? So when when he played with us for his first game, it was like well he's a he's a 17 year old playing against men for the first time. Um, and then just some of the some of the things that he did in those first few games, they weren't blow your mind. There was some really good stuff, but they weren't the, the key pe- pieces for me weren't the, the tries. They were some of the tackles he made, some of his instinctive um, ability to pick up a ball and stay in from touch and not get tackled into touch. Like just mm. just some really subtle things that, that I've I've also seen him do in the last couple of weeks with his first great appearances um, that say to me he's going to be a really special player uh, as he as he gets towards his his twenties. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: I think we can all see uh, why there's been so much hype around him. I remember I remember I was over in London many 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 years ago, and uh, a young fella was coming through making his uh, NRL debut. His name was Benji Marshall. None of us knew anything about this kid, and um and and that first game I watched him and and. Down the track, we all know what happened to Benji. I was fortunate enough um, to be calling that match with Suwali. Uh, it was against Raiders, wasn't it? So he scored his first NRL try in game two. And I'm just wondering, 10 years down the track, what we'll be saying about Joseph Suwali.
4: Yeah, I, yeah he, he's... Um... He's he's going to be he's going to have a great career. He's going to be a great player. It's uh, and it's going to be good to watch because there's still so much ahead of him and um and there's plenty of develop, development. There really is a lot of development yet in his game and um mm. you know he's at a great club though. Though Robo will nurture him well and um you know we'll get him back eventually. I would like to think because he's yeah he's a seventeen year old and mm. um when the Roosters get their their full squad back on the park. Um, you know, he's going to play another few more games in the NRL over the next few weeks with Tedesco out through injury, uh, through origin, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, but I'd like to think we'll get him back later in the year to, to finish off the season. But we'll see how that goes.
2: I've spoken to a couple of New South Wales Cup coaches on this show, and I think we even chatted before too, JT. It's it's difficult, isn't it, in your role in that um, you're there to provide players for Trent Robinson and, and, and the Roosters as you undo your, your buckle, under your belt. There, I think you're getting out of your car, are you, JT? But you're also, you <laughs> yes, know, so you, know you also want to win games, right? So it's difficult when play, it's like a bit like I um, I don't know a transit lounge with players coming in and out from week to week
4: uh yeah oh, look I, I wouldn't call it that. It's um you know the rules are the same for all for all the clubs. Everyone understands how it works uh and what we're trying to do you know the, our first our first thing that we're trying to do is is get players into into the n r l team you know that's what they all want to do, that's what they're there for. and um you know what I talk to my guys long and hard about is that um we want them there. We want them to to progress from our team into the n r l team and but on the way. Um, if they focus on playing well in our team and and focus on, um, you know, really representing the Bears in in a great fashion, if they focus on playing as a team, then our team will do well. And then from that team that's doing well, um, individuals will will progress into the NRL team. And that's how it works. And it's not only them taking players from us. We take players from them. You know, they've got 35-odd players who, um, you know, 17, 18 are taken into the nrl team each week there's a couple injured here and there and the rest play with the bears and um yeah and we're, we're really we're really building i feel that we're really building really happy with where we are at right at this this point in the season albeit we've had we've had to deal with a fair few injuries that's for sure
2: you've stepped out of the porch you uh the porsche you've uh, you've gone down the long driveway you've opened up the front door to the mansion i'm just hearing all this in the background is dinner on
4: the table My dinner will only be on the table once I've cooked it, mate. (laughs) My wife just opened the door and she's looking at me. I'm on the phone and she's on the phone. (laughs) That's what's happening here.
2: That's the modern lifestyle, hey, modern lifestyle. Just on North Sydney Bears, and and you spent many, many years there, some really good times with some some good people as well. How many were out there yesterday, former teammates, at Legends Day at
4: North Sydney Oval? Yeah, there were plenty there. There were were guys who, who made massive efforts to get themselves there uh, yesterday mm. uh, the club's really in a great position at the moment really going strong we had a great crowd that was a be- absolutely beautiful day you can't beat north sydney over on a sunny sunday afternoon and um yeah they had uh so there were four guys who were um, uh, inducted into the the bears uh hall of fame yeah right, um, right, right. so they become they became life members uh Curtis Johnston who's played a lot of a lot of games for the bears in the Post NRL era, played over a hundred games for the Bears. Curtis Johnson, a right. winger. Yeah. Um. But then some some names you'll know, John Adam, yeah. uh, Mark Soden. Yes. Um, and then the great man himself, Mark Graham, uh-huh. was uh. He was there too, huh? Was uh yeah he was uh made a life member there yesterday and um yeah they were all there and then a heap of the nineties boys were there had a few beers with them after the game, um and it was it was a really great day.
2: No Matt Toshack floating around the joint at all.
4: Matt Toshak wasn't there, his name was mentioned. Uh Matt yeah. Hughes wasn't there either, but yeah. uh yeah. Um yeah, so uh Josh Stewart, the, did he the, make an appearance? Josh Stewart was there. He was very With strong in on. his appearance. Uh yeah. <laughs> David Hall. Uh Greg Florimo basically lives there, so yeah he was there. That was um it was a great day, mate.
2: Good, 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 good. All right, mate. Pre, well, a couple of other Bears players who I know reasonably well from my time over in London. Good, good fellas. Tony Ray, he wouldn't have been able to come out there with the, the COVID restrictions. And, and uh, the Les, great Les Kiss, too. Uh, spent a bit of time with him over in London as well. But I'm sure there was a really good turnout. Great old club. Great yeah, old club.
4: Two great guys, those two. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll soon them back there at some stage over the next couple of years. Yeah.
2: All right, JT. Hey, thanks for jumping on the line, mate. All the best with the rest of the season. Hey, and we'll, we'll chat again soon.
4: Thanks, Wa. See you,
2: mate. All right, buddy. Good on you, mate. There is Jason Taylor. Good fella, isn't he? Really good fella. And, uh, yeah, we uh, we first met out there at uh, the Magpies in, uh, oh goodness, 1991, maybe 1990. Warren Ryan was first grade coach, I think. And I was coach, uh, captain rather, of uh, either the under-21s or reserve grade. And I think Jason Taylor uh, came into our team and he might have played half a game or one game. And that was it. And Warren Ryan tapped him on the shoulder and said, Son, you come up into first grade and JT was there ever since and played almost 300 NRL games across several clubs and uh, one of the really, really good number sevens that we've seen and uh, an enormous goal kicker as well. Uh, You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. I hope you've enjoyed your day. I was just, uh, Alex over there, the panel pusher, and I uh, thought he might have been a bit slow on the uptake there. Um, we are here for another half hour or so, and uh, thanks to all those who have been sending those text messages through, 0457 736, 736. Um, You're probably a bit too tired to jump on the open line now, so, uh, but I'll give you the number for future reference, shall I? And you can plug it into your phone. It's 1300 <laughs> 01.11.70. Uh, we've been talking all about Origin and uh, all the build-up uh, ahead of Wednesday's Game 1 in Townsville. Uh, really looking forward to it. And I guess it's a, it's a different um, bit of a different build-up this year because we're not quite sure what we're going to get from the officials. We know over the years, over the decades, Origin has been almost um, an entirely different sphere a different field it's on a different plane and uh, some things that might happen uh, in origin you might turn a blind eye to if you're the referee in order just to let the game flow will we see that this year the referee Jared uh, Sutton has said no he'll be enforcing the rules as they have been enforced in the recent weeks in the NRL ie with the same hate, uh, head uh, high contact crackdown Are we going to get? I have seen though in the last week or two they've just pulled back a little bit. You know, your magic round, and even the week after magic round, there was uh, fans were fuming left, right, and centre because they saw players getting sent to the sin bin for nothing more than an innocuous little touch to the head, or you you know what I mean, and being put in the bin. Direct contact, forceful contact, you go to the bin. I think now the refs are showing a little bit more common sense. If there is a brush with the head, and it was incidental or accidental, and and largely unavoidable, they're not sending them to the bin. So let's just hope that we see that uh, in Origin. We need to give out our three, two, and one. Uh, we call this award Rocket Man. Uh, Rocketman uh, is the theme song for the award, which is the Rocketman Award, and it's from uh, here, this studio, higher ground. It's our own award. We've uh, patented it. We, uh, It's our IP. No one else can have it. The NRL's got Dally M Awards. The AFL's got the Brownlow Awards. We've got the Rocketman from up here, higher ground. And Elton John, uh, who sings Rocket Man. there, uh, he'll be coming in to present the award to the winner, Uh, at the end of the season. We hope Elton will fly out here. Given COVID, we're not quite sure, but he has uh, agreed in principle uh, to present the award. uh, Well, not named after him, but certainly named after uh, one of his hit songs there. And the winner uh, will receive uh, the bronze statue of Elton John holding the two balls and um, the Steedens. And and that'll be done here at the end of the year. Be a nice intimate affair. Uh, Ticket details, there are none because you can't come. It's uh, just going to be in here in the studio. So I'm looking forward to that because I haven't met Elton before.
3: Will you wear a suit? I'll wear a suit. Will he?
2: Will I? I'll wear a suit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll absolutely, absolutely wear my best suit with an electric blue shirt. Oh. Yeah, nice. and a matching electric blue bow tie. Blue one, blue. That's
3: very brave. Yeah, it just sounds like
2: that looks Elton. I can see Elton wearing the same yes. sort of thing. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on that, uh, Rocketman Awards at the end of the year. Have you got a uh, an updated ladder, Rocketman Awards ladder points? I do.
3: So, Tom oh, God, that's a
2: change because most weeks you say, well, gee, no, I'll do it next week, Chris.
3: Tom Dubrovich, far and away ahead on 11 points. He's ahead of Sam Walker, James Tedesco on five each, Nathan Cleary on four, and Ryan Pappenhausen, Roger check, and Joseph Manu. All on three points behind them, and then a slate of players yeah. on two.
2: So to- Tommy Turbo's got eleven, a- and what's the gap?
3: Six to Sam Walker and James Tedesco.
2: Six points back.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, he's got it wrapped up, hasn't he?
3: Almost. Right ago,
2: oh, he could well, pull a so, hamstring.
3: Well, and he oh, has I to be one say of that. the top. I didn't of, say that. <laughs> he has to be one of the top performers as well. So if he doesn't get another point, and James Tedesco only has to have two good games to catch mm. it. Well. Two good games, two outstanding games. I oh, just touch wood catch
2: We're talking before about injuries and with Robbie Kearns and mishaps mm. and faux pas and
3: Oh Tommy's is right up. Tommy's there. yeah, I forgot about slipping Tommy in Turbo that, in the non in the shower.
2: The tiles. Yeah. Because our, who, who's the sponsor of, of this station? Beaumont. Beaumont Times. They've come out now with a um, um, an anti slip, an anti turbo grip mm. tile for showers.
3: I think they're calling it the Hasler.
2: The Hasler tile. Yeah. I think it's being sold only on the Northern Beaches outlet of uh, Beaumont Tiles.
3: It, it in Brookvale. The Hasler it's. in Brookvale,
2: yeah. You can get it in in three different, in two Carol, maroon or, or, or white, They believe, the Hasler. How about
3: that? Be? What about that? You could have bathroom. just the
2: white bathroom with the maroon tiled V in the Hasler tile. That's oh. the non-slip Tommy Grip tile from Beaumont Tiles.
3: That's a terrific design idea. Absolutely. I'm going to take that to my yes. West Tigers supporting girlfriend <laughs> yes. and see how she takes that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. She'll yes. love that.
2: Yes. Uh, we're doing Rocket Man Awards, aren't mm. we? We're not talking about Hasler tiles yes. or Beaumont tiles and anti-slip grip <laughs> shower screen tiles. Uh, three, two, and one. So a little bit more difficult this week because mm. we've only had the four rounds, four matches played in round 13. Big
3: opportunity. To make up some ground on, I'm top. hearing
2: you. I'm hearing you. Out of uh, yes, it's an opportunity, an opportunity. Not every challenge there's an opportunity. So, I, I've got I've got my nomination for the three points, okay. but I'd like you, if you don't mind, uh, would you be able to contribute by giving us the two points and the one point? So the one point first, okay, yeah.
3: So I drew up a little short list for the weekend. I had Matt Dufty on it. I had Jacob Little. After his terrific try, I had Nico Hines, I had Dale Fanuken, I had Clint Gutherson, I had Ryan Madison. Oh look, Dale Fanuken,
2: Dale Finucan, I mean, uh, he looked like he'd been on the end of Paul Gallen's fist, like exactly Nate right. Miles.
3: And they needed him to be physical and I loved Dale Fanuken, so I gave him one point, Dale, because you say you do this award on whether. The team would have won or not without that player on the field.
2: Normally, I I, I often apply that weekend. rule. weekend,
3: and I think the storm would have struggled without, without Dale. DF. I think they might have just lost. Who lost who, who is off contract? Who is
2: off contract and desperate to stay there? Mm. I wonder if he will stay. I know Bellamy thinks very highly There's of
3: him. A theme this weekend wasn't there? With yes. players off contract. True, having good games. Who,
2: so Dale Finucane slips into the one point. I, I'm giving
3: Dale Finucane a one point, and I, I, can I don't, do that. I don't think he'll get points again this season. And that's no indictment on him, but it wasn't, you know, slightly easier this week. And he put in a big performance. And he took about
2: 18 stitches. Well deserved. Absolutely. Dale Finucane gets one. Righto, who have you got for two?
3: Number two, I've gone to my most hated rival team, the Parramatta Eels. Why do you hate them? I'm a Manly fan. Eh, Come on. Let bygones be
2: bygones.
3: No. Can't do that. It was anyway, in the 80s. Let go of it. No, I can't let that go. Anyway, Clint Gutherson, ex-manly player.
2: Who went to Parra.
3: Went to Para, So mm. it's even worse. But he was snubbed by Brad Fittler and the New South Wales Selectors. Well, where are you going to put him? And he turned up I a know, fantastic no, no, performance. No, no. Why right, say gotta, he's, he's snubbed he's by Selectors. Where are you going to put him in the Blues team? He's got to say he's snubbed. If he doesn't believe he should be in that Blues team, then he won't be back. No, but you said you you you
2: you said they snubbed him.
3: Well, after a performance like that, oh, where are you going to put him? Why do you think he left Manly?
2: Snubbed. Why do you think he left Manly?
3: Because there's a guy called Tom Traboyevich in his position. Who do you want? Of course, I'm taking Tommy. I'm just saying I'm taking it from the 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 side of Clinton and his self motivation getting up for that game on the weekend.
2: A oh, great player, great player. You, you, you always, you know what you're going he's, to get with Gutho. He's
3: got to believe that he's good enough to be in that Blues. Side. He's not. Where's he going to? Where are you going to put him? Well, you're not at the moment. But say there's an injury, he comes into that side.
2: Yeah, mm, yeah. But not at the moment.
3: Gee, we're getting fired up tonight. Okay. Well, you Gutho. can't tell
2: me you've got to find a spot for Gutho. Well, I love him too, but gets, you can't. Nah,
3: just because snubbed. Anyway, he gets two points for a terrific performance, but I think his best performance of the season on the weekend in response to that.
2: He would not let you down in the blue shirt. No, he, he could play anywhere.
3: Although he did in game three last year, but that's that's a different matter. What? 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 He was. You got? Yeah. He was at fault for a couple yeah. of tries in well, game three last season. Okay,
2: and you want him in there this year?
3: Well, no, I'm not. You're I'm carrying. Not saying, you are carrying like a goose. Tonight. I'm not saying. I think he should be in the side. You're telling I'm saying me saying so he has, has to think he should be in the side.
2: I want you to go back and listen to some of this show. You're yeah. telling no, you are. You think Gutherson should be in the 17, right? I
3: think he deserves to be in the squad.
2: And you also think that St Helen's player should not have scored the try because the bloke
3: I snapped abso- his Achilles. I do believe that absolutely. Yo, you are you are on higher ground. Yeah, I am. Expect more of people. You don't want Dane Laurie li- diving around like that. Can't expect people to be just carrying on and scoring tries like that. God, you
2: are. We really are talking like... Okay, you've got. You've given me a,
3: three points. I've given my three points. I've higher given one play, to Fanucan. ground.
2: You, you are Two talking like... Two to Guston. You're Who, talking out your backside, some of the stuff you're
3: saying tonight. Who's taking the three? Three? Hmm. Who do you think? Uh, I'd give it to a Dragons player.
2: Yeah, I am going to give it to a Dragons player, if that's okay with you, because I'm going to run this I, past I agree by with you. With
3: that. I
2: agree. Have I told you?
3: Well, no. There's only one Dragons player. He's a Dragons,
2: Dragons player play. and he's not wanted next year.
3: Mm. Yeah. He might be an ex-Dragons player. This year? Well, no, next
2: No, next year. Yeah, well, he will be. Mm. He's gone. He is. He will be. He's gone. They don't want him. Uh, scored two tries. Set up five more. Yeah, set up five. Yeah, five. Five. Scored two. And they don't want him. Mm. Apparently he can't tackle. Too small. Mm. Matt Dufty is Rocket Man. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been a story since uh what game or what day was that now? Thursday's game, wasn't it? Was that Thursday's game? Yeah. Yep. They absolutely hammered the Broncos and um he put in a yeah, you know, a 10-star performance. Whether he's going to do that each and every week, well, he's not, is he? But uh, and everyone you speak to, you hear this, yeah, it's it's there's other off-field issues. Well, I'd hate I hate people saying that unless you've got something to back that up with. I mean, that's slanderous. That's almost, almost slanderous to be going around saying, yeah, there's other things at play here. Well, you sow that sort of seed of throw enough mud and some of it's going to stick. I don't know what he's done wrong. I don't think he's done anything wrong off field. Well, uh, Anthony Griffin spoke about, let's hear again from, uh, from the coach who doesn't want him next year.
0: Well, it just helps helps Matt and it helps our team. Yeah, you know, he, he had a really good game, Matt. You know, he, he made the most of the opportunities he got, and you know, it was good. Look, tonight was a really good performance. You know, he's been out for a while, and, and like everyone on the team, we were disappointed last week with the way we played. Can you understand,
3: Victor, why people would look at that performance by Matt and just say, "Why won't he be at the
0: club next year?" Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, there's a lot of things you know that go into that. It's it's not about one game or. Or, um, you know, a performance.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, Anthony Griffin will be judged on the performances of his team and uh, also the performances, well, not just of his team, but over a a long period as well. And what squad he assembles comes back to him. Mm. A lot of it influences, uh, uh, you know, salary cap issues as well. But... uh, where will Matt Dufty be playing next year? What club? What club will he go to?
3: Who needs a fullback?
2: Well, it's the it's the number one position, or quite literally, it is. It's the it's Very the top good. dog. It's the top dog these days, isn't it? Mm. Fullback, Brisbane. Who they got?
3: Sarko. back there at the moment.
2: Yeah, and uh, I think he's got some flaws. Still working on his game. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up, but yeah. He certainly picked a good time to come out and play a blinder, hasn't mm, he? Absolutely. Matt Dufty, in the shop window for any potential clubs out there mm. that want a live wire fullback who has certainly worked on his passing game as well, but supposedly has defensive deficiencies.
3: Do you Would, think it's an attitude? Don't know. about attitude.
2: Don't know. Don't know. Well, defense is about attitude.
3: Well, that's the opinion of a lot of... Ex- is that the link when I listen form? to ex-professionals like yourself... Well you lose that
2: use that term loosely with me. Well, I was a sort of semi professional, I guess. Yeah. I like to apply, you know, come to my job here as you know, professionally as I can. Uh and talk nonsense with you oftentimes. And I'm sorry tonight if we got a bit heated, but I just think no, some no, of no, that's good. I think you've no, I just you know, it's good content. I think some of you've just been some of the stuff you've been saying's been just rubbish. Yeah. I think you're living in fairyland sometimes. And I just want to bring you into the real world.
3: Well this is fairyland.
2: Up here on higher ground. That's right. We've got it all covered, haven't we? Got it all covered.
3: So, Rocketman, recapping. Dufty 3. Dufty 3. Gufferson 2.
2: Gufferson, who you think should be in the New South Wales 17. 2.
3: And Dale Finucan 1.
2: Dale Finucane 1. That just about does it for this edition of Higher Ground. Thanks for uh, your company, for those that have sent uh, texts through. Uh, Another one there from Tom. Uh, Hey, Chris and Matt. Uh, Chris, how's your old man going? Uh, Haven't heard him calling for a while. That's from Tom. Uh, My old man, that's Rabs. Uh, He will be calling on Wednesday night, Tom. Um, And he sort of comes in and comes out and does the games that uh, he wants to do or when he's available. So he's sort of winding back as we all know, but he will be calling all three origin games and Wednesday night will be his 97th uh, origin game. Uh, to all of you others who have sent text through, thank you for doing all of that. Uh, our state of origin coverage talking of that it's live from 6 PM on Wednesday night, a bumper night. And we're all looking forward to it. So do join the boys for that. I'll be back on Thursday night with the next edition of uh, Higher Ground. That'll be from 8pm. And then uh, to look forward, a Friday night double header on NRL Nation and 1170 SEM. We've got Manly against the Cowboys there at Lotto Land, and that goes into Cronulla taking on Penrith. I'll be back again on Thursday from 8. Until then, good night and take care.